It's day two of share and it's Founders Day on American Family Radio. We're honoring Brother Don Wildman and his wife, Linda, for their faithful obedience to the Lord and their example to us. God doesn't require us to be successful. God requires us to be faithful. Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or at pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues. It's share uh, We're here for the next 53 minutes. That is we, Tim, Ed, and Steve. Good morning, Steve Jordan. Good morning. And we're going to be here uh, carrying you to the top of the hour. It's share spring share Our theme is Looking to Jesus, uh, which is appropriate because we are a Christian radio network. That's right. And we promote the Bible and uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth that emanates from it. And so that's our theme, looking to Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. If you want to read our theme verse for yourself. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's already pledged uh, via through the mail or you called in yesterday or earlier this morning. We want to thank folks like John in Hampstead, North Carolina. Uh, Scott in San Antonio, Texas, Angela in Cove, Oregon, Larry in Chesterfield, Missouri, uh, Irene in Victoria, Texas, and Gail in Fremont, Michigan. You know, uh, a lot of these places I read from, we don't have radio stations. Charles from Falston, Maryland. We don't have a Maryland station. Well, we do have, well, we do have we? one, but I, but a lot of people are listening to us on the AFR app. Yes. That's what I'm saying, numbers, yeah. Uh, because we don't have a station in San Antonio. Uh, but anyway, that thank God for the app, man. That's opened up a whole new world of listenership. To Literally, uh, the world. People can listen anywhere on yeah. the planet as long as you have, you know, right. an appropriate signal. If you want to make a gift to American Family Radio, please call and be as generous as you can because we. Uh, you know, we need to have our financial needs met before the end of the evening tomorrow when we close out Sharathon for the spring. And uh, right now, we're at $1.8 million, somewhere between 1.8 and 1.9. Our record, in case you're wondering, I think it's 3.3. Do you think I got that right? I think so. 3.2, 3.3, right in there. So... We're on our way. If we keep trending this uh, way, we may break that record for Sherathon. Uh, and this is, uh, we're closing in on 9,000 families. Uh, I, I would like to announce a blue plate special. You know, yesterday we had a brown bag special. Today yeah. it's a blue plate special. I have a color. I'm, I'm we, looking for some chicken fried steak. Is that there? <laughs> Well, here's here's what that means, folks. And I'll just be honest. I get a kick out of the the, the, the names. That Where do we, we have come up these, with this? I, I think oh, our, Jim our, Stanley. Our, yeah, our staff comes up with these ideas here. So this is what the blue plate special means, folks. Right. It means it's is a it, gimmick. Is, is, is <laughs> that's what it means? It's some little gimmicky thing we came up with, which yes. uh, which we're trying to get people to give. I have no I have no no argument with that. Well, okay. we do have. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, and Tim, Tim doesn't know, there was either one or a group of very generous donors who uh, offer to put money up to add to your gift, folks. All right? So the Blue Plate Special, uh -huh. yes, that sounds gimmicky. Just like your local restaurant will have these kinds of names to attract your attention. A meet and three. A meet and three, that's right. $100 added on to your gift from now until 2 p.m. Central Time. So for the next three hours, whatever you give, $100 will be added on to your gift. Are you serious, Clark? I'm serious as can be. You and mean if uh, someone gave $110,000, they would be actually giving $110,000 and $100? That's exactly. I like the way exactly. you think, Steve. Right. <laughs> Let's go for it. Huh? Yeah. Might as well think right. big, right? That's right. That's right. Huh? Or if you give $50, it becomes a $150. Yeah. And give, the, the, give the phone number again because I'm looking out. And I see people here that 
that our staff have come over to answer the phones, and some of them aren't answering the phones. They're talking to one another. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well. And, and yeah, we can't have that. And we do have. We we get snacks so they don't get yeah. hungry. They're sitting around yeah, call, drinking drinks and, give the phone and eating number. snacks, folks. So Let's these, get them busy. I, I know some of these people, and they'll talk no matter what. It doesn't matter. If they might as well talk to you on the phone because they're going to talk to somebody. I know these people. And all, all right. these folks that we got here answering the phone uh, talk perfectly good English. Yes. So here's the number to call if you want to give during our spring that's, share That's rare. If a little southern, but yes. That's a rare. Some. Today. Some will be southern. Yeah, we got, we got some transplants out here. Yeah. Mixing it up. But, yeah. You are going to get. I see uh, Devin Patrick over there. He's from Michigan. Michigan yeah. So, so we. Uh, so he, so here's the number eight seven seven six one six two three nine six eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Call now. Call now. It is our shake blue, up blue plate special. Shake up, folks. Wake them up. Whatever you give, a hundred dollars will be added on. You can also give. Safely and securely uh-huh. at AFR.net. All right, uh, Sherathon it is, and uh, let's hear a listener testimony, and then Steve will come back and with we'll some t- good news. Yes, some good news. Go ahead. My name is Garrett. I'm from South Dakota. It was a year ago. I was sitting in my suburban working security at night, and I love listening to sports. And our local college is on in the championship game. I couldn't pick them up because of weather. I couldn't get any channel to come in except AFR. That night on AFR, I listened to Adrian Rogers, David Jeremiah, and Dr. Tony Evans. All three of them said to come to faith in Jesus Christ. I thought I was with Jesus 20 years ago, but I've never obeyed or listened. I recommitted myself to Jesus Christ. I gave myself to Jesus a year ago. And I've been on fire for the Lord ever since. In fact, I don't even watch sports anymore. I'm too busy turning the pages of my Bible. And I owe all that thanks to AFR. Wow. I'm just telling you, that gives me chills. That, that, and I I haven't, folks, I'm just going to tell you, I don't hear these listener testimonies until Sharathon. We open up, uh, we have a a way for folks to call in about a month before something like that, three weeks before Sherathon, and our staff mm-hmm. collects these, you know, cleans them up a little bit if they're if they're long or whatever. But um, that is just inspiring. Said he God, lived in South Dakota, right? Yeah, and yeah. God reached him because there was bad weather and he couldn't get, he couldn't get anything else except for AFR. That reminds me of the story we um, I talked about it about two years ago. We got a letter from a prisoner in uh, Texas, and he said uh, uh, he was in – he was in solitary, I think, confinement, uh, and got, he, somehow he got access to a radio. Right. And there were only two stations that he could get <laughs> through the through the metal walls or whatever of the concrete walls of the uh, prison he was in. One was a Spanish speaking station. And he said he didn't speak Spanish. Right. He, that can be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> then the other station he got was American Family Radio, and he wasn't a Christian. And he said he got mad. Did he? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he got mad. He, he was about to throw the radio up against the wall because <laughs> he was uh, so upset. He didn't want to listen to this Christian radio station. <laughs> well, it, like the uh, fellow that just called from that just left a testimony from South Dakota, the prisoner in Texas kept listening. Yeah, because he he didn't have a choice to do that or go stir crazy, right. I guess, and ended up giving his life to to Christ uh, by hearing the message on the radio. And now he listens all the time. And, you know, what's interesting is that even on our shows like this one, Today's Issues, where we talk a lot about political, what's happening politically right, or right. overseas in Ukraine or those, it's still infused with Christian truth. And we'll at, at some sometimes kind of almost break away from that. And we just preach the gospel. And we do have preaching programs like this yeah. gentleman was talking about, Adrian Rogers and others. Uh, whose message is still going forth. So, yeah. folks, uh, listen, I, I, I've worked here for 26 years. Tim, obviously, a lot longer than that. Since 86. I, I've been in the ministry, in the pastorate, for uh, over 30 years. I wouldn't have worked here if I didn't think the gospel was the the core message of this ministry because that's the calling of my life is is to – 
to see that people repent of their sins, get put faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and then live according to the truth of his word. And I believe that that Amen. is part of our, our uh, obviously, our calling. Great job, Brother Ed. Yeah. You know, you guys were talking about the app and the technology that we can take advantage of. Now, I, I think maybe many of you guys have, uh, I've said this before, that I grew up on the mission field in Africa. You this did. Is, yeah. I did, in Madagascar. This is during the, uh, I, we got there in 1969. It was there 70, 71, 72. No internet, no computers. Right. Um, and uh, when we wanted to, we talked uh, to somebody at home I think twice during the five years or four years that we were there, once was when uh, my grandfather my grandfather passed away. Yeah. And we got the call. But if you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to call the operator, and they'd say, come on back in about six hours. We'll see if we can put this call through for you. Wow. I mean, it just it was just uh, cumbersome. You never got to talk to anybody. We would communicate uh, and hear voices by sending reel-to-reel tapes back and forth. Oh, wow. Um, and, and it just, it, we were totally isolated. You go to the mission field, you're going away. Yeah. And it, the technology that we live in such a blessed age right now where we can communicate around the world the gospel in a heartbeat uh, it's just amazing if you think about the yeah. technological advantage, yeah. advances. Uh, we were, t- you guys, I know you guys were talking about this, uh, the Disney thing and, um, that the Florida legislature is going to be voting on to take some special privileges away from Disney. Um, just, let me just um, tell you a little bit about what that is. We can move on. But um, when Disney came and started uh, putting roots down in Florida, I think it was in the 70s when they started, um, Florida wanted to give them some uh, some perks so that they would build there and, and everything. So they gave them what's called the Reedy Creek Development um, Reedy, R-E-E-D-Y Creek uh, Development District and in, Improvement District. That gave Disney the right to basically have their own government. They have their own police force. They can raise their own taxes. They set their own building codes. <laughs> they could even, if they wanted to, build a nuclear power plant. Are um, you serious? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it gives them a lot of... Um, uh, autonomy and and it it saves them I think a lot of money and a lot of heartache or not heartache but they avoid red tape a lot of red tape when they don't have to negotiate with the county of Orlando or the right. city of Orlando or, or or whatever county they're in and so that is perhaps going away because of the uh, the their involvement in this ridiculous well I, I I I would expect that Disney would of course if if that law was if that uh, what was withdrawn? Yes, that uh, privilege. It was granted way back, as you said, probably in the seventies. If that is withdrawn, I fully expect that Disney would fight that in court. However, it's got to be scary for them to realize that they are have run full on into a charging elephant <laughs> in yes. Governor DeSantis. Kind of like Dumbo. Yes, kind of like Dumbo, and and the Florida legislature who are showing their clear displeasure that Disney stuck its nose into something that wasn't their business, which this is between the legislature, the governor, and the voters of Florida. Florida. And basically now uh, Disney's being told, you want to mess around with politics? We'll show you the power of politics. Absolutely, yeah. All right, Uh, well, um, the... Supreme Court, as you all know, is getting ready to issue a decision on Roe v. Wade, uh, the Mississippi law that uh, puts strict limits on when abortions can happen. And basically, um, the court, the Supreme Court heard arguments, and many people think that whatever the decision is is going to be the fate of Roe v. Wade. They could strike the whole thing down. And uh, blue states and red states are taking what happens, of course, is that the uh, laws on abortion go back to the states. Right. Blue states are taking... Um, like ramping up their abortion protections uh, and and red states are are putting their pro-life stuff in into place well connecticut has decided uh, so one of the things that texas for example has done there's a couple other states that do this they have put this ingenious law in that says if if a doctor or somebody performs or helps somebody get an abortion they can be sued for i guess it's for manslaughter or I don't know what the suit exactly is, but they can be sued for helping with an abortion. Connecticut has just uh, passed a law. The governor there says he will sign uh, that says that if a Connecticut resident is sued under that kind of a law, 
they can countersue in Connecticut against, for example, Texas or whatever state. So they're kind of doubling down uh, with the uh, with the killing of the unborn in uh, states like Connecticut in this particular law. So in Texas, my understanding is is that individuals can sue. Yes, okay. anybody who lives in Texas can sue. Right. So now Connecticut is saying that if someone in Texas sues someone in Texas over a, the performance of an abortion, someone in Connecticut can sue that person a in Connecticut, Texas? A Connecticut resident goes to Texas. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I see. Or is somehow sued under the – helps somebody, maybe give, gets them transportation yeah. or whatever, and is sued. They can countersue. Connecticut is setting it up a thing where they can countersue Texas um, uh, for for well, this, this is uh, listen. We we do encourage people and have been asking people to pray for the Supreme Court that they would because they they could uh, narrowly tailor their decision. The Supreme Court I'm talking about on the Mississippi law so that it doesn't affect the entire nation. We're asking people to pray that Roe v. Wade would be struck down yeah. and that it that the issue of abortion would then return to the states because at least in red states you could be saving un- the lives of unborn babies. Yeah. Um, uh, so we need to continue to ask people to pray because this this is what our world would be like if it returns to the states. Yeah. You're going to have individual states blue and red, who will take opposite approaches to the issue of abortion. The battle for life is far, far, far from over. Right, right. Uh, did you all talk about Elon Musk upping his offer to... Uh... No, we have not. All right, so uh, Elon Musk, as you all probably know, has is, wants to buy Twitter. And um, he has he offered some uh, $9 billion, uh, actually, no, $43 billion uh, to buy the company. And uh, Twitter's fighting back. They put what's called a poison pill um, out there that would devalue their stock completely, but it would give uh, them a little edge on not being taken over. Well, uh, he is, uh, Mr. Musk now says that he is willing to invest up to $15 billion of his own personal money to take Twitter private. Now, um, I want you to hear a little bit from Elon Musk. He was on a TED Talk the other day when they were asking him, this is before this latest offer, but he, he said a little bit about what he believes Twitter should be like. Listen to Cut 10. A good sign as to whether there is free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like? And if that is the case, then we have free speech. The truth matters to me a, a lot, a really, like... Sort of pathologically, it matters to me. One of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm, having tweets sort of mysteriously be promoted and demoted with no insight into what's going on, uh, having a black box algorithm uh, promote some things and other, not, not other things. I think this can be quite dangerous. That's interesting because we've all, we've all experienced, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or some of these big social uh, outlets, where, you know, we've had things uh, banned uh, or we've had traffic that suddenly drops, like on Facebook, where it doesn't – shadow right. banned is, is what it's called. called. Right. And, and the answer is always, well, Facebook has an algorithm or Twitter has an algorithm, but nobody knows what's going on. So we violated community standards, but they don't tell us what those community standards are. You know, and I guess that's what Elon Musk is talking about there. That's black box. In other words, nobody knows, you know, it's inside the black box and nobody knows publicly, at least what the algorithm is. I hope he's able to buy Twitter. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Right. Right there, because, you know, it doesn't appear to me that uh, the founder of Twitter, Jack, Dorsey. Dorsey is opposed to him buying to Elon Musk. They act like they're they call each other by their first names, and so yeah. Now Jack Dorsey's not CEO anymore. No, right. right. He's re- he resigned or retired or sold. He's his, out spending his billions. Yeah, yeah. He so, but but I mean, he still has an interest, an I'm interest sure. in what happens to the company he founded, and uh, I just think it's hilarious that there's some the Wokies. Uh, the lefties that have 
been censoring and uh, and subduing conservative messages on Twitter like they did uh, against the uh, Hunter Biden lap, uh, laptop story out in the New York Post. Right. Remember that? Twitter said, no, nope, I'm not going to let you share that. That might, right. um, might that, influence what, the election. What, what Elon Musk is saying is, and he's no conservative. Right. But he's saying that we're gonna we're gonna open up we're gonna find out what the algorithms are right isn't that what he's saying here? Well, I think yeah. he's we're I think come, he's, make them public. I think yeah, it may, uh, he, make it them public. public. It'd be publicly sourced so people would understand what's happening and who's being targeted. Uh, and I like transparency. His, I like his idea. He's he's saying if you have you need free speech on Twitter and what does that look like? It, it looks like this. If someone you don't like Says is something. saying something you don't like, but they still get to say it, That's it's free speech. Free speech. Right. You know what's amazing is to how uh, vociferously the left is pushing back against this. They are literally saying that Elon Musk allowing people to see what those, uh, those things are and allowing people to have free speech is a threat to democracy. Yes. A threat to uh, democracy. It's a threat, it's a, the threat to their definition of democracy, which is progressive con complete control right. of the country <laughs> right huh? right and it would be a threat to that yeah <laughs> so, so, so they they're coming anything that uh threatens or, or goes against the progressive politics mm -hmm. that's misinformation that's uh dangerous to democracy all those things that you know you can say this it's it's kind of like what they do in communist china or the former soviet union now sometimes russia they just they, they, if they, if the, uh, if the powers that be don't like the message, because it's critical of them or might hurt their cause, then they, they shut it down. They, they stop yeah. it. Uh, they censor it. That's what they, that's what they do in China all day, every day, right? Yep. Because Somebody's you, because you have to maintain control, uh, of how the masses think. It, or at least it's advantageous if you're going to have a. Uh, dictatorship totalitarian yeah. government you need to control the messaging someone needs to get their orwell out and read again yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right you're listening to uh to uh today's issues here on american family radio it's founders day we're having our share -thon. our theme is what ed it is looking to jesus it is from hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 we encourage you to look that up and to read that scripture that's where we get the theme looking to jesus fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the mm -hmm. author and finisher of our faith. The number to call if you would like to give to our Spring share is 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Or you can give online safely and securely at AFR.net. So is Elon Musk going to be able to buy uh, Twitter? Well, what happens if they do this poison pill thing, which they will try to exercise, is that they open up this, they flood the market with stock, which obviously will tank their value of the stock, but it will keep anybody like Elon Musk from getting a majority of stock. So I don't know. Um, he's the, gonna... the question, I, I don't understand all this completely, but if they do that, they are purposefully devaluing yes. the, the their stock when their job is to protect the value of the stock for shareholders for right. shareholders so i don't know how this all plays out it's above my pay grade but it uh, is interesting to I'll watch i'll explain to it to you again ed okay, <laughs> okay. and my I, just, I know how many times i have to my elevator doesn't go all the way up to all the right. top we'll be back momentarily in honor of brother don and linda wildman it's founders day on afr one of my favorite memories of brother don uh, was uh, a number of years ago, he came into my office and got me and took me uh, into Rusty Benson's office and asked us, he said, I have an idea about um, creating some Christmas buttons that people could wear. And then if uh, someone saw one and liked it, they could take it off and give it to him. So wear it and share it. He said, uh, what do you guys think about that idea? And in my mind, I thought, this is a really, really bad idea. Nobody wears buttons anymore. I could remember back to being in junior high school was the last time I remembered anyone wearing buttons. It was for uh, a presidential election. 
And that was many, many years ago. Um, now, out loud, since he was the boss, I said, I, I guess, I asked him, I said, do you think people really would wear buttons? He said, yeah, I think they would. And I just thought it was going to be a bad idea. And it turned out that we distributed about a million of those Christmas buttons. It was the first ones we'd ever done. And it just demonstrated to me that Brother Don always seemed to have his finger on the pulse of the church. He just knew that people wanted some way to express their faith in a way that could start a conversation. And he just knocked it out of the park. And he was always that kind of visionary who could see around corners and understand what was happening in our culture, just kind of a prophetic feel for the negative trends. But he also had a great sense of the positive things that could be done to not just curse the darkness, but light a candle. Brother Don has been standing in the gap for families, and Linda has been standing behind him since the inception of this ministry more than 40 years ago. We praise the Lord for our founder's obedient service during share on AFR. Hi, my name is Kaylin. I'm calling from Virginia. I listen to and from work and occasionally during lunch breaks. And approximately three weeks ago, on my way home, I was having such a bad anxiety attack regarding some issues going on in my life with my son. And um, I called in and I uh, was blessed enough to speak with Alex and Bert. And not only did they answer questions that I didn't even ask out loud um, regarding prodigal son and some issues, but they prayed with me. It was just a calming piece that I needed just to make it home. And I thank you guys so much for all that you do. It's Spring share on AFR. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's Spring share on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. That was off Ed and my second album. <laughs> I think it was the third, third, third song, third song on our second first, album. First side, <laughs> like that happens yeah. anymore. First side first of our side. album, <laughs> side A. Uh, you just it's lost, coming back. Vinyls are coming back. You just lost millennials. Yep. Second side of what? Huh? Well, I don't appreciate that comment, Boomer. <laughs> you know what? I was bemoaning. Yes, yes, I said bemoaning. Uh, the fact the other day, I got ready to watch a, a DVD that somebody had. Sent me or found an old DVD I found off my shelf. Went to pop it in my computer. Uh, what do you call that box at the bottom? Uh, talking about like this, this the, the DVD, DVD ROM, uh, CD ROM, DVD. I'm talking about player. the computer itself in our offices. What is that called? I have a I have a lap, I have a laptop. Oh, I'm sorry. You talking about the tower? Yeah. What the is stick? that called? That's just the tower. The CPU. Okay, it's the tower. It's the uh, computer tower. Yeah. It, it didn't have a CD. You could yeah, put a CD yeah. in there. You know, you or always a, or, been able a, to... or a DVD. Yeah, uh, or a DVD. Right. And and then I bought a new car a couple months ago. No DVD. I don't know. Well, I don't really care about a DVD, but I did like having a CD. It's bad to have a DVD while you're driving. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know about wrecks, so uh, <laughs> I'm well experienced in automobile accidents. Uh, so. I'm just saying that those things are going away, right? Yeah, how, yeah. How do yeah. we get off on this? Well, we're, uh, we, uh, I don't know. Listen to test. Oh, the, your second album. Oh, yes, our second album. <laughs> your second <laughs> album. Oh, the, so I got off on of this. Second album, yeah. yeah. I got off on this rabbit trail because I introduced another rabbit trail. Yes. That's right. This right. is our third rabbit trail. <laughs> well, it, once removed. Let's get back on the main road, Ed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Folks, it is our spring share The theme is looking to Jesus. We are asking you to resupply your army. That's uh, I got that from Abraham Hamilton III, his devotion to our staff. We are on the battlefield, folks. We need supplies. We need ammunition. We need to... Uh, we for need, faith, family, and freedom, for right? faith, family, and freedom. That's what share is like. In fact, I often say that you are listening to American Family Radio today uh-huh. because someone gave in the share last fall. So we're encouraging you to give to the mission of American Family Radio, and if you'd like to do that, here is the number, 
877-616-2396. You can give online at AFR.net. Now, let me uh, remind you, if you have been listening for a while or if you just tuned in. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. For a one-time gift of $150 or more, mm-hmm. you will receive the It's My Turn, the collected radio spots of Don Wildman, four CD set. So after we just got done talking about the fact that some of you can't listen to the you CDs better have in a CD car, player. You better have a take CD advantage player. of this. You will receive that four huh. CD set. It's my turn for a monthly gift of thirty dollars or more. You will receive the four CD set and also the It's My Turn, the collected radio spots of Don Wildman book. So we had all those radio spots transcribed, so you can read this book while you drive. Down the road, <laughs> uh, be, because you don't have a CD player and can't listen to the CDs. So. You guys think you guys are like behind the times of the CD player? Brother Bert was on here this morning trying to give away cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the it's my turn collected radio spots of Don Wildman eight cassette <laughs> right uh, set. By the way, I do want to make mention of the fact that until two p.m. Central Time, we are running a blue plate special. That's right. <laughs> That's our gimmick for the next, right. as Tim calls it, the gimmick. It's not, it does, it is a gimmick in terms of the name, but there's actual money attached to this, folks. A uh, generous donor or donors, I don't know how many there were, have uh, given a, an amount out of which you will have to your gift mm-hmm. added $100. If you give $100, your gift becomes 200 If, as Steve said, you give $100,000, your gift becomes a hundred thousand dollars and one hundred. So anyway, that is the blue plate special going on until two p.m. Central Time. The number to call again for our spring shareathon. We do ask you to be as generous as possible. Is eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Steve. Uh, you know, we were talking about the battle that we're facing, and it's nowhere more apparent than in our schools. Um, <laughs> This is uh, Dateline in Pennsylvania, Northern Elementary School in York. Elementary School in York, Pennsylvania. And they um, they talked about, and I don't know, I'm trying to figure out the, the latest if they voted for it, but they were asking, uh, somebody was proposing in an elementary school that they start up an after-school Satan club. I kid you not. This is not a joke. No. This is going on all across the country. It wouldn't be funny if it was a joke. Right. Um, This is from a a humanist. This is the the satanic temple has put this together. And, of course, they're trying to mask what it is. It's not. There's not a real Satan, of course. There's not such a thing as that. Um, But they want to say they're arts and science crafts and everything. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to counter... Uh, the good news clubs that have been started in some elementary schools for years now. Right. And and those good news clubs, by the way, that's all voluntary. The school does not promote these. But you are allowed to distribute pamphlets to advertise. So kids who are Christians uh, can go to these Bible clubs after school. They're like after school clubs for any other uh, topic or subject matter. You can invite your friends. And this Satanic Temple group, what they've started to do is anywhere there is a good news club, we're going to start a Satan club That's not because last. they mock God and um, they don't want to see kids come to Christ. Well, here's the good news. The York Daily is reporting that the Northern York County School District Board denied the request by an eight to one vote. So there will not be a Satan club. I can't even say that. So one vote, one vote for the Satan club? One vote, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't run on that <laughs> next time around for my reelection. Thinking, <laughs> I'm in one vote. Yes, for the vote, Club of Satan Pro- promoting the who's Satan standing Club. with me? Huh? <laughs> who's who's with me? Who's with me? Who wants to go to the infernal regions with me after right. I die? Take story, Steve. It, it, it well, it almost sounds like makes talking about transgender stuff tame compared to what. Yeah. All right. Um. You guys uh, know every time we have a presidential election for the months leading up to it, there are debates, and the two candidates square off. And uh, last, uh, remember, 2000, there was this whole thing of Joe wouldn't come out of his basement. 
And uh, we're saying that he, he wouldn't – people are saying that he's not going to face Donald Trump. He's not going to give Donald Trump the, the, the publicity of doing it. Well, he did. But the Republican National Committee has voted to disengage itself from the bipartisan commission on presidential debates. It's called a bipartisan commission, and technically it is. But it's the group – that puts together these debates, sets the ground rules out, hires the moderators, uh, gets the venue, and, and gets all the details down. The Republican Party says we want nothing to do with them. Why? Because, first of all, the debates have been coming too late. Uh, already after some early voting has started happening right. in some states, they're having a presidential debate. What's the point of that if you've already voted? Unless you're a Democrat and plan to vote four, four or five more times. <laughs> um but uh, the other thing is the moderators that they get are just left-wing. Uh, liberal doesn't even uh, describe it. The RNC says it doesn't seem like too much to ask for moderators to never have worked for one of the candidates on stage. <laughs> uh, George Stephanopoulos? Yeah, for yeah. example. When, when Hillary Clinton was running in 2016. Yeah. Uh, I so- mean, he, he technically didn't work for her, but he worked for... Her husband. So without, so this is the question I guess I have. If the Commission on Presidential Debates is out as far as the Republicans are concerned, supposing Donald Trump or maybe even Ron DeSantis gets the, the nomination of the Republican Party, will they have a debate? I, I think they will. I think this is being done to put pressure on this uh, group to uh, be a little more willing to, um, to be more flexible on what the Republican Party wants. There, there's been some disastrous debates. What, what was it? One of them, I can't. I, I don't know whether whether it was when candidate or President Obama was running for re-election. Uh, didn't they? Or maybe it was Hillary Clinton in 2016. Didn't she? Didn't her campaign get the questions in advance? Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil. That was in a Democrat uh, primary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but you know what? I think I, th- I agree with Ed. They'll work something out uh, where there'll be um, uh, a debate or two. And in, in, in most cases in history, there's been three, right? In recent history. I think so. Or at least two presidential and one vice right. presidential. That's enough. Yeah. But you remember this is during the Obama Romney, uh, Obama's last. Candy Crowley from ABC yes. was, the, uh, was the moderator. She's or CNN. CNN, CNN yeah. I'm sorry. And she actually corrected Mitt Romney to try to support something that Barack Obama was saying, which isn't her, 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 and she was wrong. She was wrong. And Romney hesitated to answer because he's starting to say, wait a minute, you're, you're, you're fact checking me. And I know I'm right, but I don't have, uh, he, he was, he was was kind of unfair. Yeah. Towards, uh, toward, I'm no Romney. And she turned out to be wrong. Yeah. She was wrong. Yeah. Candy Crowley. So I'm listen, uh, it's going to be hard to find a a, a moderator that isn't Democrat. Uh, that's acceptable to the Democrat Party because uh, uh, there was a survey done during the Clinton years, like nine out of ten Washington journalists vote Democrat. Right. So, you know, I, they'll they'll find somebody uh, probably. Uh, you know, Biden. I don't think he's going to be running, even though he supposedly told Obama he's going to run. I don't know how he knows. What, I guess one of those things. What is he supposed to say, right? right? right. But I don't think uh, you don't you don't want to telegraph the fact that you're going to be a lame duck, right? Before the midterms, right? <laughs> right. When, yeah, uh, lame duck for for Biden is going to be an aspiration, <laughs> right? Huh? You're, he's looking up. <laughs> uh, lame, it's going to be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to be saying, "I wish I could only be a lame duck." Yeah. Yeah, uh, some debates I'm a have dead had... duck. <laughs> uh, in terms politically speaking, go yes. ahead. Some debates have had more than one moderator. They can get somebody from CNN or whatever, and then have Tucker Carlson or somebody like that uh, be the other moderator. I think that would that so, would be fun. Tune in, yeah. Or Greg Gutfeld, Mussy, or Greg Gutfeld, Mussy TV. Then Tucker Carlson give give him that uh, that look he gives. You know when he yes. when he looks yeah. like like uh, I. I like uh, I don't know what in the world you're talking about. Right. Look, is that what it, the look is? The Tucker yeah, Carlson I, look. I, I know that. I know the look you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And, and uh, he has hair. His hair is like from the from the 70s. Oh, Tucker. He's got yeah. He's got that swoop down yeah. in front and 
Yeah, uh, he's just got that look like, uh, yeah. and then he has the two-second pause Yeah, after the person. Usually it's a lefty or somebody uh, he disagrees with. He's, he's a gutsy guy. I'll just oh, yeah. say that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I like, like watching him. to him. Yeah, or, yeah. Or clips of it, you know. All right, next story, Steve. All right, um, so the left would like nothing better than to excise anybody who Donald Trump likes or Donald Trump himself from the world. And in uh, Georgia, a an Obama-appointed judge, her name is Amy Totenberg, ruled that or denied a, re- a request from the Republican Party to kick Marjorie Taylor Greene off of the ballot. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, uh, one of those new America First Trump-supported congressional members, and and she's the the. Uh, the people don't want her. The reason they're saying they don't want her on there is because they say, for some reason, that she facilitated the January 6th attack on the Capitol, and the 14th Amendment prohibits anyone who engaged in the amendment says insurrection or rebellion. Of course, we know that January 6th was really neither of those. It was just a, an ill-advised, we can call it a riot, I suppose. But um, So they're trying to kick her off of the ballot. I, I, I don't see how that survives right. an immediate legal test well uh, a challenge let me let me com- um, amend myself the republicans are trying to keep her on the ballot the 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 judge denied a temporary restraining order that would have allowed her to stay on the ballot so the, the judge, judge is allowing yeah the judge is allowing someone to challenge oh, her being challenge. on the ballot but she's not she's not she has not been removed from the ballot the lawsuit is going forward okay yeah. This this would be an immediate emergency appeal to the Supreme Court. You can't you can't just say and claim that she you know was part of this, and without it going through some I don't I don't even know what the what the court challenge would be. But you can't just uh, months before an election just say well we're going to remove you because we say you're a bad person. Yeah. So next story. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you guys see what happened to Netflix stock overnight? Netflix came out for the first time in years, first time ever, at least uh, since uh, uh, more than a decade, it said it is losing subscribers. Uh, Its first quarter, it lost 200,000 subscribers. The stock plunged, lost 25, lost a quarter of its value overnight. Why? Well, um, (laughs) there's, uh, as we were talking about on a story meeting this morning, Ed was saying, and I'll let you kind of fill this out but there's a whole lot of options here that do not require you to pay for something like netflix well netflix found a perfect opportunity while technology was changing we all remember the days of going to the video store to rent a dvd mostly vhs uh, and then as technology began to change netflix found this perfect spot they replaced Blockbuster. They did. And you could get a DVD in your mail. Remember, you get it your mailbox. And then they went to the streaming platform, and they were the basically the only game in town. So all these companies that had content, Disney, ABC, NBC, they have all these television programs they wanted to get before the eyes of viewers. And so Netflix was the place. It was like a grocery store. Everybody wanted their content on Netflix so people would stream their programming. And that was a perfect opportunity for Netflix to be the only game in town. But all these content providers said, you know what? We can do that too. So you had companies like Disney, like NBC, uh, content producers pull their content off Netflix and stream it themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening to Netflix. And, and don't mistake us that we're crying in our, our soup for Netflix. And Netflix was the platform that put that uh, terrible program, 13 Reasons Why, out that we – Yes. Uh, and we suggest so – yeah, I'm not, I'm not crying programs. for them. No. Uh, you know? Just it's, they, 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 of note. Yeah, yeah. that and uh, – They had a blasphemous program mocking Jesus. I mean, they've put – they've right. created – they created some of their own content. Right. Yes. Right, and some of it was very popular. Stranger Things uh, it was very popular content, uh, and they produce it themselves. Yes, but what's happened is that all the content they didn't produce 
that they were streaming is now going to other options. And I don't see how they survive except as a player among many. Yeah. You know yeah. what you can do if you really, really need to stream something? AFA has a streaming platform we're, we're bringing out. Yes, it's it's out. Uh, uh, Streaming.afa.net. We have our programming. In fact, if you uh, – we're talking about – this is Spring share uh, There are two uh, – we have premiums for two ways to give. For a one-time gift of $150 or more, you receive the It's My Turn Collected radio spots of Don Wildman, a four-CD set. If you give a monthly gift of $30 or more, you will receive the four-CD set. Also, the book version of It's My Turn, which has been transcribed. But let me add something, okay? If you give a monthly gift of $30 or more, you become a great commission partner, and you will have access to everything on our streaming platform. There is a free version, in other words. Yes. You don't have access to everything, but you just sign up, email name, email address, so on and so forth. But if you're a monthly donor, $30 or more, you get access to all the content on AFA Streaming. By the way, Great thank value. you for that reminder. Here's the number to call if you want to give to our Spring share 877 616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or you can go to AFR.net and give safely and securely. It is our spring share The theme is looking to Jesus from Hebrews 12 2. Did you tell them about the blue plate special? Uh, I did not. Thank you for reminding You're welcome. me. welcome. The blue plate special. What does that mean? Uh -huh. Well, it means from now until 2 p.m. Central Time, just over two hours, whatever your gift is, $100 is added to it. That is drawn from money given by a generous donor or donors. I have no idea how many it was, but they will toss into the pot when you give $100. So your gift of $50 becomes $150. Your gift of $200 becomes $300, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. Amen. Yep. Well, we'll be here for six more minutes. Uh, that is, we... Ed, Steve, Tim, we're going to be here for six more minutes, and then we'll break for news, and then uh, Bishop Jackson and Fred. The so, Jackson brothers. Yeah. <laughs> the Jackson 2. <laughs> the Jackson I was brothers. thinking the same thing, the Jackson 2. <laughs> so uh, those guys, uh, Fred and Bishop, will be hosting the 12 to 1 o'clock Central Time hour uh, next story, Steve. Let's just end with this. I've got some uh, headlines from our favorite satirical news site, the Babylon Bee. Uh, uh, take these with a grain of salt, folks. But uh, good news coming out of, uh, of Washington. A federal judge has issued a landmark ruling that passengers no longer have to pretend to eat for five straight hours on airplanes. <laughs> that is funny because you had to wear your mask right? on the airline, on the plane, My wife, unless you were eating or drinking. Allison had mastered that. Yeah. That art of uh, making a bag of pretzels last, stretch it out for an hour, hour and ten minutes. Yeah, well, so. that's not easy with those bags of pretzels. Well, she also would pull the, uh, she has a great aversion to face masks. Yeah. I mean, kind of unreasonable, quite frankly. <laughs> but anyway, that's her business, and I'm married to her, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue. And so thus it becomes your I'm business. I'm not going to argue about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. a hill to die on. Yeah. But then she she did develop this. Uh, she have a jacket or a coat, and she could pull it all over her head so she could sleep like almost like a burka. You know what I'm saying? Without slits. <laughs> yes. So that you could, but that you know that protected everybody right there. That was a great idea on her part. Yeah, and I'm surprised that Anthony Fauci didn't require it for uh, everybody. Right. Instead of a face mask, you just put a coat over your head. Yeah. You know put what I'm a saying? bag. Protect more people. Right. So that more people don't, you know, get sick. Yeah. Because you're on the plane. Uh, so she she, she would she would cover her head with that? Yeah, with the jacket. How does that? I mean, I, I couldn't even see her. I, I, I'm not sure how that helps, though. I mean. How that helps if, what? Well, if you don't want to. Well, the flight attendant doesn't pull back your jacket and go, hey, you got your mask on? Yeah, but if but if you if you have a problem with a mask, why yeah. does it help you to have your whole head covered is what I'm asking. Well, there's a difference between yeah. 
There's a difference between. <laughs> we're going to break this down. Okay, no, that's all right. There is a difference. There's the a difference question. between having something slammed up against your mouth, yeah, and your nose where you breathe for two or three hours, yeah, and then having a jacket placed over your head, which is about five or six inches of space where you can breathe. I see. Okay, you see what I'm saying? I do. It's trickery yes. on the part <laughs> of the person doing it. Right. But it's uh, within the bounds of fair play. Yes. That's what there I would go. say. And the aforementioned flight attendant doesn't interfere. It doesn't say, hey. Not allowed to pull your jacket no, off. No, pull That's your assault. jacket off your head and go, hey, do you have your fast face mask yeah. on? That'd saying? be assault to pull that off somebody. Yeah. So next, uh, we're moving the, on. The, the BEO is Let's also reporting on. that an 18-year-old girl in Portland is uh, trying to file her taxes. And right now, she says she's wishing that her teacher had spent less time on polyqueer trans theory, her math teacher. <laughs> and it explained about taxes. <laughs> How to do your taxes. Yes. Might have helped just a little bit. <laughs> it had spent less time on what? What was the thing? Polyqueer trans theory. Yeah. I think that we might have made that Whatever one up. Whatever happened to Polly want a cracker? <laughs> but I want to know. Polly want a, Polly want a trans queer what? It, the, the, the Babylon Bee is reporting it's called polyqueer trans theory, which I think they kind of. Well, I, I, I want to uh, mention the fact that scientists, I remember this 20 years ago, scientists created a hybrid between a parrot and a lion. Oh, did they? And they didn't have a name for it, but you could hear it in your living room say, Polly want a zebra. Polly want a zebra. That's a long way to go for yeah, a joke. I know. Was. But... That was. Polly want a zebra. Going back to the masks, uh, conservatives, you know, liberals are just freaking out over this, The that we can take masks off. Conservatives are assuring them that this is something they'll kind of will refrain, will echo with them. Liberals, conservatives say they only want to take their masks off for two weeks to slow the spread of tyranny. <laughs> oh wow! To slow the spread of you know hey, that seems like a million years ago. If you have a problem with masks being off now on airplanes, I'd say the way you solve that it solve that is you get you a second mask and you get on. There you there go. You can wear to mine make up too. the difference. Yeah, wear your own. And you oh, that's a good point. Yeah, get you a second mask so you got two layers. Then get you uh, another booster. That's a good point because if your mask and my mask right. Is what we what right. you want? Then having two masks on you right. should be the same thing. And go ahead and boost her up again yeah. before you get on the plane. All right, we're out of time, uh, and we thank you for yours. We'll see you in, uh, later. Keep listening, Dave, for our Sherathon. <laughs>